some of the fears around money, around charging for your services, things you've probably, I know for me, things that I, you know, have done for free. I do freedom prayer at church. So I'm help doing like Sozo type stuff. And God's like, it's time to, he's actually told me kind of like, it's time to lay some of that down and it's, you're doing it in your business now. Nice. And, and so we've had those conversations around, around, okay. So this thing that I've been doing for free for hours and hours and hours, now I'm going to charge for it as part of my business, as I'm, I'm coaching them in their business and to build their business. When we hit a roadblock, let's take it to the Holy Spirit and see where, do you, why don't you feel like you're good enough for this? What words are you hearing in your head? And since I did that, I've actually had some people now at church. I have this one family that's like, I want to pay you for your time. Oh, yay. Thank God for those people, right? Right. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you know. a lot of times the churches uh, kind of bring a uh, expectation that everything's free, but Thank you, God, that you've placed some people around that go, no, I understand value. I'm willing to exchange for that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Good for you. And of course, the first couple of times that she offered, I'm like, no, 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 you know, and then she'd offered to offer it again. I'm like, you know what? You're right. (laughs) (laughs) You're teaching me right now. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) First moments. Yeah. But yeah. So fun. So, so she's like, how much in your business do you like, if you broke it down to an hourly charge, like what would you be, what would somebody be paying you for this in your business? And I told her, and she's like, okay, here you go. I'm like, nice. Oh, <laughs> that's super good. Gosh. And so yeah, to me, that was just God thing. confirming, like, it's okay yeah. for people to pay you for this gift that I've given you. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Work is so, worthy of her hires. It's time to turn your dream into bold action. As a Christ-centered coach and mentor to women changing the world, I firmly believe that we all have a gift given to us by God, and we are meant to share that gift with the world. Your gift was given to you to help make others' lives better. Let's turn your passion into an authentic and profitable business that reflects who you are at your core. Welcome to the Dream Launcher Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Ferrara. Well, thank you, Stephen, so much for being here. I'm so excited for what you are bringing into this retreat because it is the taboo topic of money. And I absolutely, I love talking about money, but I've come, I've had to overcome my own issues with money. I've had to overcome my own poverty mindset and, and come out of agreement with that spirit of poverty that really held me back and, and even influenced some of the words that I use just in my daily life of, you know, well, I don't have the money for that and things like that, that really play into um, how we think overall about money and not just money in general, but like money in our life, money in our business. And so I'm really excited for what you're going to bring to the table here. Would you give us a little insight just into you and kind of how you, your path to this place that you're in now as where you really, you, your whole ministry is around teaching on prosperity of the heart and that heart issue that comes into it, which is that kind of poverty mindset and all of that. Thanks so much, Stephanie. I, I really appreciate a chance to uh, speak with you and share the stuff that I love to talk about and watch people break through. And so, yeah, I, uh, I major on the subject of money, but really the, the money element and how it affects our heart, that's what I really care about. And I believe that money is a spiritual power and that power always exaggerates what we believe. 
So I, I like to teach that skills and beliefs are in competition and beliefs will always overcome what you train and what you learn. Unfortunately, most financial education is around the skills piece. So I'm the, I'm the belief guy. Yeah. So I love this. Yeah. My history is I'm a CPA. I'm retired from that, that world now, especially happy to say that during tax season, because that's what we're in right now. (laughs) Right. And and I just uh, don't have that pro that problem anymore of all that. But yeah, I uh, am a lifelong business starter. I've started uh, I think four businesses in my life, two of which crashed and burned in disastrous ways. And I probably learned more from those experiences than anything else. Sure. Uh, so uh, yeah, so uh, I'm a CPA. I did tax work for a lot of years. Uh, I had my own practice for a while. I was a CFO of a large nonprofit for 20 years. So I kind of learned this hybrid experience of a pastor in a financial space, talking and helping people through, uh, and not mm-hmm. just not just getting through and tolerating their money, but to master it and actually use it like a slave in our life. And I've tried it both ways, and it's way better. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what that's that's me in a nutshell. That's awesome, and I I love your your story and that that connection just from from doing the the work that I hate that, but the budgeting part and this, that, that CPI CPA side of it. Yeah. I want to just like pick up my papers uh-huh. and say, here you go. You deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, it's an awful thing. <laughs> Actually, I love the work, <laughs> but it's a great place to be from, you know, for me, yeah. it's like, oh, I'm glad. I yeah. Didn't do that <laughs> yeah. So on that budgeting, you were to use an interesting word. I think it'll fit in here today. I like to, uh, when I, I teach a home budgeting course, and of course, we're talking to entrepreneurs, but in the yeah. home scenario, I comment that uh, budgets are restrictive and uh, a burden and they say no, but mm. plans are nimble and life-giving and they say yes. So uh, we don't, when I say we, Donna, my wife and I, we don't, we don't budget anymore. We plan because yeah. plans are, are forward looking and budgets are kind of backwards looking and, you know, they're very restrictive and they, they scold you when you didn't make the right <laughs> amount of money in the right line or whatever. The same right. goes with business. I, you know, I just encourage all your listeners in their business, think about their, their spending and their budgeting, not as a budget of restriction, but as a plan and try to aim to things. And I think that that one little change can really yeah. help the heart, you know, because, because we, uh, we love our businesses. I don't, I don't know yet what your uh, members are building. And I, I just love to, to some of them don't the know hood. yet either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think some people building don't know what we're building, but that's, that's, <laughs> it's all okay. You know, permission granted to build kind of, I think of it like laying track. So imagine a train on a track and uh, the train is moving. We're, we're on the train. That's our business. And some of your listeners who are on this train moving, but the train stops, you put down two more rails, you move the train forward and you set it again. That They may suspect that that's a mistake. And I would say, no, in the big picture, that is how this is done. Especially in the days that we're living with this, um, you know, 
COVID recovery, a weird economy, all the shifts, which are another subject entirely, all the dynamics. Don't be afraid as a business builder to go to the end of your rails, lay the next two rails and move yeah. the train forward. You just, because that's how, uh, really, that's how the frontier is pioneered. And that's how we in our businesses pioneer what we're trying to accomplish. And when I think about that, I think about the, just about the scripture about, you know, that, that he lights our path. And so mm. he doesn't say, it doesn't say like, I light the whole trail, <laughs> you know, exactly. and, and I know that's what I've experienced in my own business is I get the next couple steps and I just need to be obedient to those steps. And then he'll give me the next oh. one. Man, you said such a key word. Yeah. 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 And if I, if I have a feeling like if I knew what his true big end game was with Mm -hmm. this, I would have never started because it would have been too big for me to understand. I would have not been able, it would have been too far out there for my little brain to say it was even possible. And I would have been overwhelmed from the beginning, but taking that first step. That's so powerful. Golly. I remember one day uh, years ago, I was, I was in a, 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 a chapel praying. It's where I go to church and there's a little prayer house. And I was in there and I was just processing through something that's not even important now. I don't remember what it was. But on that day, it felt like this mountain, like you're saying, you know, this, this mountain in front of me. And I pictured myself, I'm, I'm from an old ranching valley with, you know, a family that ranched. And so I'm familiar with old farming tools like those right. old plows with the two wooden it's made out of wood and it's got one uh one tooth in the ground and horses are pulling it and i was pushing this thing and there were horses pulling but i was in the middle of this field just exasperated and exhausted this context mm-hmm. in my mind of this is impossible i can't do all of this and i heard the holy spirit say stephen look behind you and it caught me off guard because I, I wasn't like praying. I was more um, brooding, you know, yeah, and, yeah, and kind yeah. of struggling and discouraged. And it wasn't my best moment, but I was just like, oh, God, I can't do it. He says to turn around and I look behind me. I physically turned around and I looked and I saw these rolling hills, just eight miles of rolling hills. Mm-hmm. And they were all plowed and there were right. all these furrows. And the Holy Spirit said, that is what you've been doing, but you're, you're focused on what's in front of you, but remind yourself to look and see mm. all that he has done. You know, God working beside us makes our strides longer than we can naturally. Right. It's like God lengthens our stride. We don't feel it. We don't see it. It feels to us like plow. Mm-hmm. But for for all your listeners, uh, again, on the bi- especially business building, don't forget to stop and turn around and see, measure what God yeah. has done through you, and it'll blow you away. I was I was in tears. I it just completely rearranged my thinking, and yeah. you know, set me back. Like, let's go. I didn't even know I was plowing straight. You know, I didn't even know <laughs> right, what I was right. doing. <laughs> But God is with us and he's, he's, he's going to make our story work. You know, he's the author and perfecter of our faith. So he's going to do it. I had a moment like that. I will say fairly recently within the last few months where it just felt like something wasn't happening that I really needed to happen. And, um, 
And I was in one of those moments and I was praying that I was just pouring it out in my journal. Like, God, you said this and God, you said that and you mm. said you were going to do this and you said, and why am I not seeing it? Right. I, I know what, what he said in that. And I'm very much like, I hear one word and I got to start writing to get the rest of it. That's how he oh. works with me. A lot of times I'll get some, you know, like I get some of it just in my head. Um, but usually I get more if I actually write it yeah. down. And I think that's so I can go and read it later and when I need to re- remind myself of it. Wow. And so he, like, I start writing and he's like, Stephanie, look how far you've come. Look at this that you did. And yes. look at, I mean, he's like listing all the things over the yes. last two years that I've overcome and that I've, the challenges that I have taken on and that I've accomplished and, and everything. And he's like, look at all of that. None of it is yeah. void none of it is for no reason. Wow. And it was so probably, of course, by the end, I'm like crying. Oh, yeah. And- <laughs> yeah, I totally yes. get it. Yeah. Oh, my yes. gosh. Oh, and that's it's like I can see. Yeah. yeah you, by you by you getting a word and writing it down kind of obediently. Okay, right. I write it. And then it just starts flowing that that thing just flows out that's stewarding that little seed that God gave you, right? He gives you a word yeah. and you start stewarding it. And that is really what this is all about. It's our faithfulness in little, whether we're mm. talking to business, whether we're talking a journal, our family, our, our own life, our, our physical, mental, emotional health, whatever it's faithfulness in little. And this is so important. That's an amazing um, uh, exercise to just to teach people. That's so good. Well, tell us a little bit or a lot about what, what, what you teach when you're talking really about that prosperity of the heart and how, how it's not just about the, the paper, the money itself, but it's the heart that needs, that needs the, the correction and the guidance and, and. Okay. um, Well, I, healing, I I think that uh, everyone, especially our audiences, our common audience, we're talking to people of faith who have some yes. context of there's something greater than ourselves in the universe, and we're serving this. Of course, ours is is Jesus and God. But um, I think that that we all, because of this audience and this commonality, we all understand that you know we want to serve God and we want to do well and we want to be efficient and we want to have success. We want these good things. But this money keeps getting in the way, and it also sometimes feels like it is staining our fingers when we touch it. Like mm-hmm. somehow it's well, radioactive is probably not the right word, but you understand. Just you know, I, I have to reach in and hold this thing, but I don't want to because I don't want to become greedy and all of these things yeah. that we uh, resist and fight against, really. And so, um, I think that that potential is in money because. To, to make us greedy, to, to make us monsters. We see it proven around us. We see people in history and probably currently who are behaving in ways with money that we right. despise. So, so uh, when, we, uh, when we realize we have this almost schizophrenic life with money where we, we kind of need it, you know, we, let's be real. We got to pay rent or mortgage we got to buy groceries and that's how it's done is with money how does this work and yet not ruin me and so i like to uh, talk in terms of capacity and when i do that i talk i use this the uh a shape of a triangle to make a picture i see that most people 
uh, go through money experiences with cycles like uh, ups and downs, uh, especially over the course of a career or a lifetime, long periods of time. It also happens generationally where you'll see a limit as high as they can get, whatever it is. You know, I, we got to a time where our, our savings were really uh, beginning to accumulate and then something happened and took it away. Or uh, I had a new job and then I lost it or COVID came and, you know, wrecked things or whatever. And so we have this pattern. What I think that pattern is, is the increase represents when God is helping us any positive good thing I ascribe to God, any rotten, stinky thing I give to the devil. (laughs) So any breakthrough, even in our own efforts, like in our business building, if it begins to grow, I ascribe that as God is helping. We reach a platform or a plateau, which is the capacity that we are trying to carry, steward, faithfulness, those, that language. And then something happens to take it away. That's the, loss of a job or COVID-19 economy or, um, oh gosh, I could go on and on. Divorces, um, investment losses, bad guys stealing breakdowns, just physical, you know, broken uh, home appliances, all these things. And so we get these people who get familiar, we get competence in the troughs because we know how to kind of pull up our bootstraps and then start building again, but we get incompetent or without capacity at the summits. Mm. So what I teach is that capacity is always on us. We all have it, but the, the level that we come back to demonstrates our capacity to carry. If we get up high and I see this, uh, some of my clients I've had, they have this, this curve, this wave is huge. I had one guy tell me um, he was a business. He came for some coaching. He was a business. He, he, he was creating online businesses. And he said, I can, he said, I have a limit. I can't seem to get above it. I can earn, I can grow a business to about $80,000. And um, he's just talking along and my head is clicking along. I'm thinking, okay, yeah, about $80,000 salary a year. And then he says, $80,000 a month. And mm. oh, okay. <laughs> you know, whoo, let me get my scale yeah. adjusted. So he was yeah. talking huge, you know, huge summits and the ability to go far beyond that. But then he would have these spectacular crashes. And mm. so over and over and over. So what I do is help people move their triangle, their capacity from the troughs to the new summits, wherever, mm. wherever that might be. And that is built around capacity, the ability to steward or carry what God has given us. Sometimes our capacity is weakened by our belief system. Not always, but often we believe things about ourselves, about money, about our family history, about our future. And this belief system uh, weakens our triangle. Imagine if the triangle is whole it it's the one geometric shape that can carry the most weight if you put a burden on a triangle it's the Mm -hmm. most stable and it's the strongest that's why they build like car frames and bridges and things like buildings out of triangles it's hidden but they're all inside to build everything strong but if you if you break one of those sides 
the pressure, the weight, the, the increase will collapse the triangle because it becomes, there's no strength without all three sides. So that's mm. what I work on our belief systems. Our belief around money tends to revolve on three sides, protection, provision, and identity. You know, who's, who is keeping us, who is providing and giving to us, and then who is, who has named us, who are we? Mm. You damage any of those, those sides and your capacity will not increase. So here's the inverse. If we can figure out how to re-engineer or reinforce your triangle, you will be able to stay and carry whatever increase God might add. And uh, of course, I, I, I want to throw in here, I'm not a prosperity doctrine person. There's a theology around, uh, uh, you know, that God wants us all to be rich and, and some other things. But I'm, I don't teach that. I'm teaching faithfulness. The promotion is God's job. That's right. his business. And he'll do what he's going to. But what we need to be is faithful. And, if, and we can build faithfulness with our triangle. So I work, I use a bunch of different tools, but mm. primarily today we're talking about poverty and how it holds us down. And uh, poverty, there's a mindset, there's a system, and there's a spiritual demonic broadcast. So there's like physical things, mm -hmm. that's our systems. That's like being in a business where you're underemployed or it is... Uh, maybe uh, poorly designed somehow, not, maybe you're not billing enough, you're not invoicing people enough for your time, things like that is a poverty system. None of us mm. would plan to do that, but right. we often build that in, especially new business people, we build things like that because of a belief system. So you see how these things begin to overlap, like Olympic rings, they yeah. kind of overlap. Belief systems. I'm not. I'm not enough. I don't deserve that. Um, you know, I I've made mistakes in the past, and God's, uh, you know, can't use me. Or I'm not. I just had a fellow the other day. I think it was this week actually. And his, yeah, it was this week. And and one of his convictions deep down in his heart, and and they're not on the surface. These things live deep in here. Mm -hmm was that he was not reliable. He learned that when he was a little boy from his dad. And, you know, his dad wasn't an evil man, but just sometimes we learn things from experience. They, it teaches us stuff when we're tiny and little and learning right. life. And that stuff grows into a, it, it bears its fruit in enough time. When it, enough time goes by, its fruit is bitter. But what's interesting is we can hold those seeds to be true. Even when we hate the fruit, sometimes we'll keep hold of those things because they feel so they feel so real to us. So that's where right. I go in right. on these two worlds. I go in and work on both the systems uh, and and the belief systems. And I have some tools on kind of the spiritual world too, because there is a, a a broadcast continually telling us we're rotten and stupid and too yeah. short and too tall and too whatever. <laughs> I think it's really interesting because, you know, just before we started, I was talking about how I have overcome um, or am overcoming. I think it's still a process um, <laughs> that, that, yeah, that spirit of poverty, like, but I have taken, uh, I've been intentional in, in 
breaking that in, you know, praying. I come out of agreement yeah. with the spirit yeah. of poverty. Yeah. I've broken it off of our generations. So I've taken it out of my family line. Because wow. I've seen where it where it has impacted with my parents, with my, you know, and it's like yes. I had very prosperous. I have my family line on both sides, my mom and my dad's side, entrepreneurs, totally. Um, wow. And, but there was something that, something that has shifted it along the way that, that, that business side, the, the starting would get there, but it wouldn't be prosperous. Ah, okay. Okay. Did it and feel generational so, to you or? Um, it not totally because okay. I see in my grandparents that they, they lived off of that. That was what they, mm-hmm. they made and they mm-hmm. did that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, I really am not sure exactly where it came in, um, mm-hmm. but I see it, like I saw it in my dad. I'm, a, I'm just to be honest, it was with my mm-hmm. dad that something there. Um, now he worked in his, in, he worked in a business from the time he graduated from college. He started wow. with a company. Good he started him. with a company and worked in that company until maybe his fifties. So he was with the wow. same company a really long time. And so it was yeah. after he was, he was fired from that company. Um, it was one of those situations, just like new president. Yeah. President was kind of looking for the yes man. My dad's not a yes man. He would tell him how it was. He and the, mm-hmm. he and the president wow. actually like were friends for many years because they both worked within the company. Um, and just when this guy wow. came into that role, things didn't work out right. Yeah. And so my dad ended up, um, at first, not knowing he was training his replacement and then he got let go. Oh my gosh, and so, so then he started, he became, he became, um, he went into business on his own. He became a, a sales rep for other companies that sold similar products. Cause he was like at the top of sales and marketing. He was like I known bet. across the industry, all of that. He was, wow. you know, and so it was still the entrepreneur in him that that got him into that position that had him in that position in that company and i can see all of that and then when he lost it i think that's where a lot of that that partnering with poverty came in yes okay i'm not good enough you know um and so from then on he struggled with managing money and like you know went a couple years without paying taxes and things like that in the business and had to then catch up and all those all those things um And around that same time, my mom had a, so it may have been earlier, maybe not fifties, maybe it was in his mid forties. My mom had a major medical issue. Uh, She, she was an entrepreneur. She owned her own interior design store um, the whole time I was growing up. And so then it was around what I say the whole time I was growing up, it was around the third grade for me that she sold her store. She was basically given an offer she couldn't refuse from one of her best clients and sold the store. Um, that client didn't last long within two years, the, cl- the place was closed. Oh. Um, but God was setting her up for, um, for what was to come because yeah. it was the, the, she sold it. I don't know, sometime in the spring that, that year. Um, mm-hmm. like we went on a big family cruise with some of the money and everything. What well, was that December that, um, that she had a grandma seizure, ended up having brain oh. surgery. Like the, the, sto- the, the whole store would have been gone anyway Yeah, because yeah. she wasn't there to wow. run it. And so yeah. he really set her, like set us up financially for a, for a time there 
to cover that. But then we got into a lot of medical debt and everything. And um, just from that whole experience. And so then yeah. dad's trying to run this new business where he's a sales rep um, and then manage them. The, so it was all of that, that, that Satan took full advantage of. Yeah. Yeah. That That's way. how it works. These events uh, occur uh, as you were, when you were starting your story, what, what it came to me was uh, this, this history that you see and somewhere interjected a struggle with poverty could have been old um, tools, an old mindset that was very effective in your grandfather's generation. Mm -hmm. And your father is uh, just, you know, using those same tools, but the world business is, is changed so much. Yeah. And as it morphs and changes, we have to adjust to that, not, not compromise. I'm not referring to right, ethical right. compromises, but, but we have to move and change and adapt and uh, that when whenever you get those rub points, you invite a trauma or a, a teaching event. These aren't positive, but yeah. they come in and they tell us they tell us what reality is. They tell your dad. They told your mom. They told you as probably, you know, young woman and, yeah. and uh, your other family members, I'm sure. And then that becomes real to us. And a lot of times uh, when. Um, when we, like your audience, is thinking about starting a business or, uh, you know, just dreaming about a business, what they can do to strengthen their opportunity is to consider what did they learn from their family life, from their life, not mm -hmm. to blame them. This isn't about blame. Right. This is identifying no. things that we hold to be true that are not biblically accurate. This is the advantage we have is an ancient book that gives us wisdom that goes back thousands of years yeah. and teaches us how a it begins with a peculiar tribe, the Hebrews, and then it morphs into uh, later in their timeline, the Jewish ideas. And then it becomes this remarkable individual, Jesus, who who blew everyone's mind, Jews, Greeks, right. Romans. He, he was like who is this? And he started teaching. And so using that as like a measuring rod, like a ruler to figure out what does he say is true versus what does my family believe to be true? You'll find many times they align, but sometimes mm -hmm. they don't. And where they don't align, that's where we can go in and save us so much pain and learn to believe and operate on the truths. And that's what you were doing. That's what you did when you started saying, I break agreement with right. this poverty mindset. That that rotten thing says, you know, it holds you down. If you were going to identify a fingerprint, if you feel held back, limited, lost, dumb, ignorant, um, confused, hopeless, if you have any of those those things that kind of press you back and say you'll never, it's never going to work for you, um, those are clues that see that isn't what god said he said yeah. all things work together for good for those who love christ jesus it we can do all things in christ um god is for us he's not against us that's the truth but that ruler sometimes collides with our experience and our family we need to be willing i call it ferocious we need to be ferocious mm -hmm. and surrender those uh historic experiential truths 
to eternal absolute truths. Finding those in scripture is so helpful, especially the New Testament. Yeah, find what the baby church was learning and learn how to place that. It's like a round peg in a square hole sometimes, but we realize, oh, our our models are based on experience and that's not the gospel. And so as, as followers of Jesus, we have a particular and remarkable advantage is we get to tap into the genius of the creator who made the mountains, the one who set everything in place. And it's true. He, he helps us. If there's someone listening and they're thinking, you know, I believe in God and I know he's great and all this stuff, but he isn't going to worry about me. That You found your first lie. There it is yeah, because yeah. he will worry about you. He thinks about you. His eye is on you. He's that incredible that he's watching and aware and wanting to help you through whatever you're doing. That's that faithfulness capacity thing that I was talking about. Building that and rejecting our Man, our ideas that cripple us, and um, we—I've seen so many things. I mean, I've been doing this. Of course, I did it in my own life. I did it in the yeah. businesses I had, but um, over my lifetime, I've seen hundreds and hundreds of people, and working them through things that, on the outside, they would say, "I know that's not true," but I recognize it's actually operating inside. You know, I feel like I'm stupid, and. I know it's not true. I'm, I'm a straight A student, but I feel stupid or I feel worthless or, and mm-hmm. man, you know, building a business on a foundation that is cracked like that is, um, is preventable. Yeah. You, you can do yeah. it. People do it all the time. One of the things that's coming to mind right now for me, and I cannot remember where I heard it, who said it, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, or I'd give them credit. Um, but but in that in that discussion around you know you mentioned before like the you don't want to touch the money because the money is dirty Ah. or whatever Mm -hmm. that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um the the thing that comes to mind to me is is that you know money money magnifies what's already there like Mm -hmm. if you have a greedy heart then money is going to exacerbate the greed Right. Yes, ma'am. But if yes, you have ma'am. a humble heart, then the money is not going to. Mm-hmm. The money will 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 exacerbate the humbleness, and that you'll be thankful for what you do, for what you earn. You'll be thankful for the blessing. You'll share. You'll like you'll you'll see the extra. I got a word this past Saturday about increase versus extra, and it was amazing because we, wow. we pray a lot for increase. You know, like increase. You know, make my tent bigger, you know, increase my faith, those types of things. Yep. And he was talking, the word that I got was around extra and that he wants wow. to pour out extra, not just increase. He was like, and he told me, it was like the difference between increase is like increase is a little more for you. Mm-hmm. But extra is for what you have. Like I have extra food. Let me give it away. Like I have yeah. that type of thing. It was amazing. Um, wow. And being able to get to that point of extra. Mm-hmm. Wow. Can I just speak and to that for a minute? That, yes, oh, please. I'm sorry. Keep going. I, no, you're totally that's, firing that's, me that's up. That's, I don't know where to go, but that was that. Oh my gosh. But that was it. It was just that he's ready to, to pour out extra. Yeah. You see what, what I think that was in, 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 through my lens, uh, the increase is referring to the, you know, going from the bottom up and 
I think many of us know how to suffer and struggle and fight from adversity out. I think we know how to do that. In fact, Abraham Lincoln, when he was president, he has a quote. It says that any man or woman uh, can uh, withstand adversity. But if you want to test a man's character, give him power. Mm -hmm. You see, we are built and trained and experienced, maybe even familiar with increase. But your prophetic word was about extra. What that's talking about is getting to the summit uh, to the to the top, carrying, and this is an interesting thing. When you rearrange your triangle, move it from the old trough to the new high point, that now gives opportunity of faithfulness in that little bit for mm-hmm. God to be a rewarder to those who seek him. He, w- he is able, completely able to increase and then give extra. Right. But if we have no capacity, we're going to lose it. So with capacity moving, you have a staircase instead of a, you know, I don't know what you would call yeah, that, but just a boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. And this feels like when you were talking like, like the stock, gosh, like the stock market. thing. <laughs> exactly. Up, down, up, down, up, down. Gain, loss, gain, loss. Yeah. But, you know, God is in a place that knows no decrease. He's he's a mm-hmm. kingdom creator and king of a kingdom that goes from glory to glory to glory. It's that's his program. And. Uh, you know, what we need to chase is not the increase and the increase and the more and the more, because then we get caught up in a prosperity thing. That's an entitlement trap. But if we can be faithful and God moves us and moves us and we just, we'll see what God does. I'll tell you, he can do more than we can imagine, ask, or think. And if you think I'm, if -hmm. you're thinking you're a business builder, you want to partner with someone who can go and take you beyond what you can ask or imagine. That's a great business partner. (laughs) And he can do it. But it will be a challenge to grow your capacity. Oh, I'm sorry, but I just got Mm -hmm. another idea. You said earlier about poverty, you said, I've broken it. And then you said, or maybe I'm breaking it. And I just wanted to speak to that because I get this a lot. Uh, And for your audience, if you feel like you're dealing with something, And then it comes back and you're like, ah, I thought I solved that. Remember, we're in a kingdom that goes from glory to glory. So picture a spiral staircase Mm -hmm. and you deal with a thing and you go on your way, but you're moving higher. That's the that's the increases. Right. Next time it comes around, if you feel some triggers around poverty that, gosh, I thought I dealt with that. You probably did at a lower level. But now you're at a higher Mm -hmm. spot and the, you know, all, everything's a little bigger. It's the capacity. You're being tested at a little higher spot. Mm. Go do your tools and be a little boss there at, at that new level. And you build, you'll break it again. And I do think we tend to cycle back around like a spiral staircase, Right. but it's because we're growing. It's a virtual virtuous cycle that takes us up it's the vicious cycle that takes us down mm-hmm. and uh and your vi- your virtuous cycle will reintroduce old tests at new levels that doesn't yeah. mean you're back to the beginning that means you are kicking butt and taking names right and this is a new chance to to win and yeah it's right out of the bible the bible talks about this stuff james and paul they directly speak to this thing about passing that test 
when you encounter various trials, mm. it's because they're moving up that spiral. That's so good. It reminds me of what I, what I'll tell some of my clients when we've worked through, you know, through one of their blocks and um, whether it's a block or it's, it's a tendency, I'll say one of those iniquities like anger and things like that, wow. that, that it's not that they'll never be angry again, right? That they yes. probably will, but they'll catch it faster. They'll recognize yes. it. They'll be able to say, no, that's not who I want to be. Yes. I'm not wow. going to go back there and be so able to good. take, take authority over it again mm-hmm. and say, no. And, and so then wow. there's, you know, it's that work walking out the freedom and learning that yeah. things are still going to trigger you and things are still going to make you feel that way, but you get to choose then how you react. Whereas That's before so it was a habit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and before it might've been a defense mechanism, a way of yeah. keeping yourself safe. And when you outgrow that, you don't need those old things anymore. So, right. you know, I used to, uh, you know, I, when I was a boy, I felt afraid of many things for a bunch of reasons. So I used anger and violence mm-hmm. um, as a as a defense system. That felt really, really true for me and valuable. Mm-hmm. Felt like a, a treasure. In fact, that is what I was talking about, the kind of thing we hide down in our heart. Jesus called that a treasury. And that's where we hide our most valuable things. And for me, it's when I feel afraid, I'm going to get ragey. And what that does is make me powerful again, and I feel safe. Right. Well, right. over when I was, I learned that probably when I was five or six, who knows? Uh, my dad yeah. was that way, so I learned that from him. Well, when I got to be, you know, 10, 11, 12, it was just a tantrum. Mm-hmm. I got scolded for it. But when I got to be 22, 23, 25, and I'm married and, uh, you know, starting a career and I'm raging around, you begin to realize the bitterness in the fruit of that idea we used to think uh, was a treasure. And I'm, here's what I would like to say to the audience. Sometimes we can experience hating the fruit that is growing in our life. I'll use my rage example, but loving the seed that grew because it gave me something. It gave me power and safety. Mm -hmm. And you understand? So, When I talk about ferocity, we've got to recognize that if the fruit is in our life, it is coming from a seed that is of the same nature. And if I don't like the nature of the fruit, I have to surrender Mm -hmm. the seed. And until I do, that garbage is just going to keep on growing because that's how apples work. The apple tree just sits there and Mm -hmm. makes more apples. It's not trying every morning to, you know, push out apples and it, it can't stop itself from making apples. So don't pick and hide your stuff to your business starters. Your maybe some out there that have an ongoing business, even a business that is going through a mm-hmm. a um, life change. <laughs> you know, businesses have a life cycle. Yeah, yeah. If it's going through those changes, and you're measuring and seeing things going on in your heart in your life that is not sweet. If it's bitter, you're kind of embarrassed. You don't want people to see it. Recognize you just simply go back and deal with that rotten seed. You may love the seed, but don't keep it. Never right, get such rid. a good analogy. Such Thanks. a good analogy. Yeah. yeah. From the, that one comes from, let's see, I think this dent in my forehead right here. I've got all these spots where I've learned through Braille. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> Braille. <laughs> yeah. And if I can help your team out, uh, I'd love to do that. <laughs> 
Save you a <laughs> nod on the head. So on the flip side um, of the poverty, um, of the of the poverty mindset, there is the um, the idea, or I guess where we make money and idle. That that is the thing we're trying to achieve. That is the thing we're trying to gain. And and because it's you know I see it was one of those things where yes we need money. Yes, money is what makes the world go around. Ministries need money. Families need money. Businesses need to make money. Yeah. People need to make money so that they can buy food for their family. We have to have money. Mm-hmm. So we can get very caught up as, as entrepreneurs, especially, um, and not I would say not just starting out, but even as you're trying to build and everything, mm-hmm. focused on, I just need somebody to come in and pay me. Like, I need money. God, where's the money, right? Where's the money? Because I need, like, my business needs to make money or else it's just a really fun hobby. And, you know, my husband's getting upset because I'm not making money yet. And he's telling me I need to go get a job. And I know, God, you're not, you've told me, no, you don't need a job. This is what I want you to do. So you two need to talk. And then. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's awesome. Very good. Very good. I'll probably steal that. Yeah, that's good. But then at the same time, God, if you want me to have this business, I need to be making money. And so it's very easy, though, to have that purpose. Like I know the purpose in my business is to encourage women to dream and to find, figure out what their God given talents are and then do something with it. Do that thing that God created them to do, which Mm -hmm. for me, the women I work with, is to start a business doing that thing. And fabulous or, but I got to make money. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when things are tight, when things aren't going the way that I think they should, and I'm feel like I'm following the instructions that I've been given from Mm -hmm. the Holy spirit, if this is your next step, it can be very easy to be focusing on God. I need a paycheck. Like Mm -hmm. I need somebody to pay me. And Mm -hmm. we start focusing then on the money and not on the activity Mm -hmm. we're supposed to be doing and how we're supposed to be serving. And it's a mm-hmm. very, I don't even know what word to use. Like, like the scale yeah. goes like this on a daily basis and sometimes hourly of I need to make money. And then, but I know I'm supposed to be serving. So we try to be good by saying, mm-hmm. I know I'm supposed to serve. So let me just go out, let me serve. Let me see what my, mm-hmm. my customers need, my potential mm-hmm. customers need. Let me, mm-hmm. let me serve them in that way. But, and, and we kind of push down the, the fear of uh, that we have around, Hey, but I'm not making, I don't have consistent income yet. Mm-hmm. Things like that or any income, yeah. especially early, early. Right. So yeah. how do you balance that? And how do you make sure that you're not, I mean, I have, I've caught myself, like as soon as my, my brain wakes up in the morning, I'm like, okay, how are we making money today? Yeah. How am I paying the bills? Am I going to have to sell more stock? Am I going to have to do something like this just so that I can cover yeah. my business expenses and things like that? Or can we actually like have somebody pay me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, uh, th- th- I, when you were doing this illustration, I was thinking of slippery, how slippery it is. It's like yeah. trying to stand on this, on this uh, block of ice that's rotating and moving. And right. I'm trying to be, um, you know, faithful and godly and good. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I got to solve. Yeah. What do I do? Yeah. And how do I, I, I need to build. And um, I think that, I think that, there's a skill approach and then there's a belief approach. So the, I think the belief approach is superior to the skill approach. Uh, I think the skill approach is to rationalize, to 
justify I've got to make the money so that I can do this. But that still leaves that that belief system in place that I think money is kind of poisonous and I, I got to have mm-hmm. it. And uh, if I have too much, it might ruin me. You know, you still got that thing operating. Yeah. So what I think the belief approach is the right solution. And I think what you do is you have to resolve uh I want to be careful not to speak to you because I know you've solved this, but for, for people that are honestly behind the door, when the lights are off, they're thinking, gosh, you know, I'm just trying to, I, I, how does this work? How do I do both of these? I think what you are going to expose if you dig deep enough is a conflict between sacred and secular. In mm-hmm. other words, my, my call, you know, when you start using things like calling and my, my purpose. And, you know, those are very spiritual words and they, they, uh, they rise to the level of sanctity or sacred. They're, they're holy. They're things that we carry. They're invisible, but we believe them very, very deeply. And it's how we bring fulfillment and purpose and meaning to our lives. But if uh, what, what's interesting thing is there in our Western culture, we have separated the business realm into a category that is secular. It's just, right. you know, this is just mechanics. It's kind of a thing I've got to deal with. Um, you know, I just got to, you know, do that and get by so that I can be this fulfilled person. But that is not the case for some other, one other in particular, ancient culture, and that's the Hebrew culture. I mentioned briefly that Hebrew, then Jewish, then Christian, that storyline is, um, long and rich. But what's interesting about the earliest version, the Hebrew version, is sacred and secular were together. When Mm -hmm. Abraham, he was the person who birthed the Hebrew nation. There was no Hebrews until Abraham gave his donation to Melchizedek and that Mm -hmm. birthed the Hebrew nation. There was nothing, no such thing before that. After that, this Hebrew mindset. Remember, he went somewhere to seek God. See, he was modeling that sacred peace, but he had no, right. no separation, secular to sacred. He put them together. In other words, his farming in the wilderness was as sacred. That means getting up in the morning and feeding a bunch of sheep or cows or raking up their manure or whatever he was doing. That was as mm-hmm. sacred to him as his worship to God and his search. That is very Hebrew. The unification is very Hebrew. It is very alien to us in the West. So what I would say is don't try to skill power your way through tolerating, um, understand that money and your stewardship of it is a sacred thing, as sacred as your calling. In fact, the two are not separate. They're one thing. So if a person is trying to get up in the morning and begins to worry, they can begin to identify like little pathways where they think that lead them off into the separation of these two. I've got to go do this dirty work and then I can get back to the real stuff. No, this Mm. dirty work is actually sacred. Put those together and, and reroute your, your little mental path and, you may have to redo some belief systems. And if you do, you know how to do that, right? And if you do that little thing and you re-engineer your belief systems 
and get those things together, you can re-engineer a path. There's a great picture from the book of Genesis where God has created man and woman, and then he gives them a command. He says, be fruitful, multiply. Later, he says, have dominion over all this stuff. Well, in the original text, dominion meant to walk and to create a path through the bush. Remember, it was the Garden Mm -hmm. of Eden. There was no Mm -hmm. pathways. And so dominion meant to trample down a path so you would have a way to go. Later, dominion took on a new nature as a meaning. It was like overcoming and crushing and warfare and, you know, in business, domination and really cruelty, financial cruelties. Yeah. That's, that's not what dominion was meant to be. It's like make a path through all the confusion, which is a blessing, but make your way through it. Learn how Mm. to make your path. And so for your audience, make your path. And if you find a separation emerging, realize that is not a Hebrew truth. That is not what I would call a biblically true idea. I like to call biblically true ideas, capital T's, big T's. Those are absolute. But our experiences, I call little T's. And these little T's talk to us. We believe they're just as true as these. Okay. Unless your little T's begin to collide with your big T's. And that's when you've got to be ferocious and toss out the little T. Because the big T, these are what build this. And this is what builds this. Mm. Man. I I feel like we could talk for another like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm on, I, I'm in my zone. I just love this stuff. So I know, I got, right. I get it. I feel the same way when I'm talking about freedom and, and uprooting those yeah, lies and absolutely. yeah, talk about it forever. Yeah. Your creative <laughs> empowerment, you're building women and they're, they're saying I can, and Oh, you must yes. have some great testimonies. They come back and they're like this I did. And yeah, so wonderful. It's so important. Oh, it's amazing. And, and I, the thing that I love, um, and you mentioned this a little bit, you know, as far as like how I've overcome some things. And that's one of the things that I'm trying to, to really instill within my coaching is, is helping them to see God as the CEO and Holy Spirit as their, as their business advisor. Wow. And that when they have a question about what do I need to be doing, you can get advice and I'm here to guide you, but I want you to find your answer with the Holy Spirit first. Then I can kind of help you with the tactics of it, but go but girl. Get the path, That's amazing. Right. From the Holy Spirit. Well, even, even like what's, what's my, just my number one to task today when you have a thousand of them that you could be doing. So what's the one thing yes. I need to focus on today? Well, that's, you're, you're giving them the actual solution to go back to uh, the Holy Spirit and figure out, ah, and he says, oh, this, oh, thank you. And, you know, that's, that's perfect. That yeah. is the solution. Yeah. Every day say, okay, well, I know I have these things scheduled now in the, in between times, Holy Spirit, what's the thing I need to be working on? We need to send this email. Wow. Okay. You're going to give me the words, right? Like I'll start typing. You give me the words. <laughs> Perfect. Like, I know that I couldn't do any of this with, without him. And I know that when I get that wow. overwhelmed feeling, when I start to, when I wake up in that hurt, like kind of, I don't even know how to describe it, you know, other than, <laughs> there's just so much. I know, then I know that, that I'm trying to do it on my own. 
I'm trying to do it yeah. just on my own. I'm trying to use my own power. I'm trying to figure out on yes. my own. And that's when I need to realize, okay, I need to go and just get quiet. And I'll, you know, and I try to I teach my clients this too, like go and set a timer for five minutes. If this is something you've never done, maybe three minutes, maybe a minute and just be quiet and clear all the thoughts out of your brain and then wait for the thought that comes. That's not a doing type of not, thing. Like, yeah. 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 That's really <laughs> good. That's really good. <laughs> And then you get inspiration. You get the, oh, you know, it might still be a doing thing. Like it might be go create this freebie, but it's not a, it's not a grocery list item. It's not a make this phone call. It's not a, it's not yeah. those types of things that were already rolling through your head. You clear those out. And then you get this great thing of like, do this next. Oh. Wow. And there's this piece that comes with it. It's like, okay, let me go do that. Yeah. You know, God. one of my favorite, one of my favorite great. questions um, that I ask frequently is in my journal and I have my clients ask just a simple question. I'll write down, Holy spirit, what do I need to know today? And then I just write whatever I hear in my head. And sometimes wow. it's, sometimes it's usually there is encouragement. That's you're on the right path. You keep going person. You know, it's like, it's like you're doing all the things right. Just keep going. Um, or sometimes it's, I love you and I love watching what you're doing. You know, it's very, very personal, you know, and then sometimes it's okay. Like, here's what you need to know. And then here's what you need to do. And so um, that's one of my favorite things to journal. (laughs) That's rich. Yeah. It's great that you journal. It's so good because that helps you capture it. I mean, how many things I, I, uh, I, oh, I hate I it was, when those thoughts come and I'm like driving down the road or something and I'm like, oh, oh. Thank you God, I have nowhere to write that. You know? Totally. Totally. Can you help me remember Siri. that later? <laughs> hey, Siri. <laughs> yeah. No, that's beautiful. I remember one time I, uh, I journaled my dreams and I, it was on a little piece of paper and I lost track of it because I was, it was oh, at my office right. and uh, I think I was in that job for, three or two or three years I forget so let's say three years in this job later I'm cleaning out my desk I was moving to another city and I found in the back of a drawer mm. that list of dreams like a journal yeah. I pull it out and it blew me away because every one of the dreams that when I wrote it was like golly you know I'm dream if this could happen or that could happen and they had yeah. all been done all of them. Oh, I was like, so what? Cool. And be- without yeah. the journal, I would not have known that. Right. It's like, right. just plowing. I'm just plowing, man. But with the journal, you get to turn around and, and see the hillsides that are plowed. And yeah. it, that's what happened. I was, again, I was crying over it. I was just like, oh. Right. And it also made me realize, man, I need new dreams. <laughs> 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 I'm walking around dreamless and I didn't know it. Right? I got all the yeah. stuff. And- yeah. <laughs> so fun. Thank you so much, Stephen. I really appreciate your time today. And there's so much Thank wisdom you. in this discussion. I'm oh. just excited to I'm excited to go listen to it again. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Well, thank you for a chance to share and to talk and really just support what you're doing. You know, your mission is is I, I wrote it down. It's in front of me. You don't see it, but my iPad's right here. So I can keep track of who am I talking to and why. And you've got one of the most important ministries right mm-hmm. now, sacred and secular. Your business is a ministry. It's sacred yeah. and secular. And every one of these women who are listening, 
you know, our circumstances are, are like scaring us out of the brush and they're responding to that solution. Yeah. They're looking for solutions. They're building business. Like they might be saying, I would never have done this, but I, I've decided now's the time. Yeah. Because the, the ground is being shaken. Don't yeah. be afraid of that. That is what God will use and they can do it. They can do it. And, and this is what you're helping them do. And this is a beautiful thing. I bless what you do in Jesus name and everyone who of your audience who's listening and they're grappling with their own deal. I just say, God is with you and God, it will help you lengthen your stride. He will steady your hand. He will give you a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. Second Timothy one, mm-hmm. verse seven, God bless you. And God bless your prosperous souls. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you're enjoying the Dream Launcher podcast, I'd love to know. Would you give us a follow and a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify? And if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the Empowered Creativity Coach channel and hit that bell so you don't miss the next episode.